Alrighty, we're going to get started tonight. This is a Wednesday night, Landmark Baptist Church. I think today's the 15th day of November. Uh, we canceled Wednesday night last week to go to revival over there at the Rocky Hill uh, Baptist Church over there at uh, Brother Bradley Lewis. He's pastor over there. Had some real good preaching, had some real good singing. Uh, real good fellowship. I really enjoyed the revival. And uh, I tell you, uh, it's it's wonderful to be able to, to fellowship. I had good fellowship over a lot of good good preaching brothers, a lot of good singing. I loved every minute of it. And uh, we don't have the live stream yet. It may be coming, but it's not here yet. But uh, what we're going to do, we're going to sing number 269. And the reason we're going to sing number 269 is we're going to go to prayer right after we sing this song. Uh, name this song is Sweet Hour of Prayer. And the Lord kind of rebuked his disciples uh, there in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Could you not watch with me for an hour? And uh, they slept while he prayed. But, uh, there are times, you know, I have to admit myself, I don't pray an hour, but there are other times I pray more than an hour, just depending on what all the needs are. But we're going to sing here number 269 in the Heavenly Highway hymn book. Brother Bob Malkin up there in Ohio, uh, he, he got him one of them Heavenly Highway hymn books, and <laughs> lots of times he'll he'll sing with us. Amen. And uh, he, he loves these songs out of this hymn book here. And like I said, I'm not no singer, but uh, we do our best. I've seen somebody pulling out there, Brother Donnie. We do our best to sing. My pastor said we sing by the letter, we back and let her go. Amen. But uh, number 269, sweet of prayer, sweet of prayer, too high. Sweet of prayer, sweet of prayer. For 
sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, may I the consolation share, till from Mount Pigas lofty height I view my home and I take my flight. This robe of flesh I'll drop and rise to seize the everlasting prize and shout while passing through the air. Farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. last line says, uh, shout while passing through the air, old brother Bob, old shouting brother Bob Malkin, while his shout for every even leaves out, amen, I like amen. old brother Bob, I appreciate him, but uh, we've done the best we could with that song, I'm not no singer, brother Donnie, he, he don't claim to be no singer neither, we don't have no singers here tonight, and we don't have live stream here tonight. But we got the Word of God. Amen. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And then we're going to be teaching tonight on the perfect church. And this will probably be a series. I'm pretty sure I'll be teaching on this for a while. Maybe preaching on it for a while too. Got my heart stirred this week in my devotions about the church. And we'll, we'll look here tonight. <clears throat> for what it's worth, Brother Donnie turned 60 this week. Amen. And he, boy, he got a Blessing. Uh, his son, his daughter showed up. Thank you, Lord. And uh, tears and joy, Amen. giggling and everything else. Amen. About them two granddaughters. And boy, I tell you, praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Father. Uh, you know, I know the devil throws a lot of curveballs at us down here. But I'm glad God works it all out. And that's a blessing. I mean, a blessing Amen. right there Amen. for them to show up. They had this all planned to show up unannounced. And Donnie's in the Lazy boy asleep. Thought somebody breaking in the house. But it ended up being a blessing. Amen. And thank the Lord for it. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, we want to remember Sister Carolyn tonight. Uh, she's healing from surgery. Uh, she had surgery yesterday. And it was kind of a long drawn thing. Uh, Sister Carolyn got there. I mean she got there I think about 2 o'clock. They didn't do her surgery till like 6.30 or something like that, maybe even 7 o'clock. And she was in there a pretty good while. I ended up getting home about 9 o'clock last night, but she was still recovering from the anesthesiology. And we will remember the hostages in Gaza, that they'll be released somehow, uh, you know, not, not lose their life in this situation. There ain't nothing good about war. I wish there was no such thing. I know there's a time for war. And uh, this one here uh, was, uh, you know, just really uh, dropped upon Israel by these Hamas. I heard a preacher this week, and he's talking about Hamas. He said they're not soldiers, they're assassins. And they just weren't there brutally murdered people and beheaded people and burned people and took babies and in uh, ovens while they's alive and uh, just cooked them alive just sad that someone would uh, I, I don't see how anybody could be that inhumane but uh, we want to also remember Tony <clears throat> that's Sister Bessie's son that he might get in church get his life straightened out 
Well, remember our leaders that they might fear God. I, I wish our leaders had the fear of God. I believe they'd be more careful about some decisions they make. Amen. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this little church. Yes, Lord. Lord, we strive, Lord, to be a blessing. And Lord, we just pray that you would bless us and help us, Lord, to be a blessing. Yes. Yes. Pray right now you'd forgive us our sins. Pray right now, Lord, you put your blessing upon our efforts. Lord, as we're teaching from the Word of God tonight, uh, Lord, I, I pray, Father, that, Lord, you'll be honored and, and exalted and, and Lord, be uh, glory be bestowed upon you, Lord, for my efforts here tonight. Thank you for Brother Donnie being here, Lord, tonight. Lord, if he wasn't here, I'd be teaching just like I am right now. Yes, Father. Lord, me and Donnie's talking about today, where the two or three are gathered together yes, in your Lord. name. Amen. He said, Lord, I'm in the midst. And Lord, we know you're here tonight. Yes, Father. And we thank you for being here. We welcome you here. We want you here. Yes, Lord. And Father, we pray for Sister Carolyn. Lord, had her foot. I prayed it on. They went in there and put screws and yes, plates. Lord, and down and I, I pray, Lord, that surgery will Not be a success. Help. I pray her suffering will be to a minimum. And I pray her recovery, a Lord, to be swift. And I pray she'll be able, Lord, to, to not only get back in church, she loves church, but Lord, be able, Lord, to use her foot, be able to walk again. Uh, we, we know, Lord, she's strong. Uh, Lord, uh, she's been through this before. Yes. And Lord, we just pray for her, pray for her husband, Jerry. Pray for their son, Danny, and his wife, Tammy, all their family. Pray your blessing upon them, Father. Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, for Tony, uh, Bessie's son. Lord, he needs to get in church. We pray for him, Lord, that he will. Uh, Lord raised his hand over here one day. Uh, Lord said he needed to get right with God. We pray for that boy. Yes, I pray for those hostages over there in Gaza. Lord, worst circumstances, worst case scenario. Uh, Lord, they're in the hands of murderers, uh, in the hands, Lord, of uh, people, Lord, that that have no regard for life, uh, not even their own life. They blow themselves up, Lord, thinking they're they're doing God a service. And, and I pray for those Hamas fighters. I pray the Holy Ghost of God would convict them of the wrongs that they're doing. And I pray somehow, Lord, they would repent and get right with God. Uh, Lord, be, a, be Lord witnesses of the grace and mercy of God. Paul was like Hamas breathing out threatenings and, and slaughter against the saints and met the chief, uh, the head of the church, met Jesus, had to ask him who he was, got right with God, and, and he went out and started working for the Lord and, and ended up himself being persecuted, being beaten in prison. But I pray for those Hamas soldiers, Lord. I pray the word of God would get in their heart. I pray the love of God would get in their heart. I pray they'd drop Lord, they're, they're weapons of war. And I pray they'd pick up a cross. And I pray, Lord Father, they would, uh, uh, Lord, want to learn about you. And, and Lord, want to tell others about your great love. I pray for those Hamas fighters, Lord. Lord, most of the battles we got going on today is because of lack of the Lord, lack of the love of God. Uh, Lord, just full of the devil, full of hate. And I, I pray, Lord, for this world to open my door to Jesus, let him in. Mm -hmm. Father, we pray, Lord God, tonight for our leaders that they might fear God, that they might be more prone to pray and seek the counsel of God, try to get back to our Constitution, back to what saith the Lord and the Word of God. I pray for our leaders, Lord. I believe they're more about money than they are about anything, and I pray for them, Lord, they'd be humble. 
I pray, Lord Father, they'd be like the ones that started this country, that said they was miserable instruments for God to use. And I pray, Lord, that they would have that same humility, have that same desire to do that which is right inside of God and men. And we pray for this country. Pray for the churches of America. Pray for the preachers and the teachers. Pray for the singers. I pray, Lord Father, for the saints of God. I pray they'd be renewed. I pray, Lord Father, the Holy Ghost, Lord, would come upon them, Lord. And, well, me and Brother Donnie got to talk with a young lady, uh, Lord, at a, at a restaurant today. Yes, and I don't even know her name, Lord, but she was making plans. Yes, Father, Lord, and I asked her if her plans included Jesus. Yes. She said, I don't know him. But I pray for her even right now, yes, Lord, Father. when she pillows her head tonight. I pray yes, those Father. words and yes, go to bed with the Lord about knowing Jesus and I pray she'd put forth some effort Lord to be a godly mother and those four children she's already got and that one on the way I pray they'll have a godly mother and I pray she'd be the one to tell them and teach them about Jesus Lord help that young girl Lord don't even know her name but Lord you know who she is you know what she needs. Yes. We pray for her, Lord. A lot of people out there just like her in a valid decision. They haven't, Lord, made a decision, but they need to. We pray for them, dear Father. Help us to find those nearest hell. Help us, Lord, to reach them before, Lord, they end up in that place of the damned, the place of the doomed. And Lord, we ask all these favors tonight. In Jesus' precious name, your will be done. Yes, Father. Amen. Amen. All right, Amen. we're talking tonight about the perfect church, and uh, I just got a few things wrote down here. In uh, Acts chapter 4, uh, we'll start our reading at verse 31. We'll finish out the chapter there and uh, comment on some of these verses, but we'll read 31 down to the end. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 I was doing my devotions this week and I have to admit this spoke to me and the word of God always speaks to me but this spoke to me like you know we need to be reminded of how the first church uh, how they got organized how they uh, uh, got you know uh, uh, up to the task and verse 31 says and when they had prayed you know the perfect church uh, they, they prayed and uh, you know this is Wednesday night they used to call this prayer meeting night and uh, you know uh, I can remember Bethel where we took the whole Wednesday night and just devoted it to prayer and we done had prayer here already and I don't mind a bit if something was come to mind I could stop we could go to prayer again but it says and when they had prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the price of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made 
unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. We'll stop right there. And like I said, we're, we're teaching tonight on the perfect church. And one thing the perfect church does is it has prayers brought out there. In verse 31, this church, they prayed. And as they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Now, I don't know what kind of place it was, but wherever it was, like me and Donnie said today, wherever two or three are gathered together, the Lord said, Lo, I'm in the midst. So here's, I don't know, uh, 12, I guess, maybe more. Could have been some women. Uh, could have been others. But they prayed, and the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with, with boldness. Now, one thing the Holy Ghost does is it gives you boldness. We can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, uh, let me back up here just a little bit. Uh, in chapter 4, verse 13, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled that Holy Ghost uh, it'll bring things to your remembrance uh, with me. Lots of times I'm talking to someone and the Holy Ghost will bring something to my mind to share with them that will do them good and it'll do me good. I mean, it actually helps me to remember, uh, you know, moments, you know, things God's done for me, scriptures that God's brought to mind. But uh, here they speak the Word of God with boldness. Uh, you'll find out the Holy Ghost will make you bold. Uh, the Bible says uh, the righteous are bold as a lion. I'm going to take my time tonight. It ain't like I've got to worry about the camera back there. But I was going to preach up on the square on a Saturday morning. And I just stopped at the Shell Station to get me a bottle of water. And I got my bottle of water. And I'm there paying my bottle of water. And a guy come in just... Pulled up on a big Harley Davidson motorcycle. He had the leather on, had the chains on. Big old guy with big old beard, big old vest on there, you know. Walked up to me at that time. I had that old Dodge truck, that 1995 Dodge coming diesel truck. And I had on the sides of that truck on both sides. The party in hell's been canceled due to the fire. And this guy come walking in there. Walked up to me and he said, uh, I noticed on your truck out there that the party in hell's been canceled. I, he said, is that right? And I didn't really have a lot of boldness when I asked him. I said, no, mister. I said, look, I'm a preacher. I said, I just put them on there to get people thinking about eternity. I said, that's not even Bible. They're not going to have a party in hell. And I said, if they was to have a party, uh, it would be canceled due to fire. But as I started out of that store, Brother Donnie, the Holy Spirit come on me and I got bold. I went yeah. back and I said, hey buddy, I said, uh, I, I was wrong about them signs on my truck. I said, they're still having that party. He said, they are. I said, yeah. I said, it's a screaming party. I said, you sure you want to go? 
And he told me, he said, hey, buddy, I'll just test you out there a little bit. He said, see if you had any salt in. He said, I'm a saved man myself. But that boldness. Uh, I remember my cousin one time, <laughs> he stopped at this uh, place to get gas. And uh, he didn't know, when he went inside, it was a bar. And uh, he went in there and paid for his gas. And he come out, pumped his gas, went down the road. And he, he got under conviction about the fact that they didn't say nothing to none of them about the Lord. And he got under so much conviction driving down the road, they ended up turning around and coming back and went in there. And he said, I just want y'all to know I was in there just a minute ago. And I didn't tell you nothing about the Lord. Didn't say nothing to you about the Lord. And the Lord convicted me about it. And I come up here and tell you that Jesus loves you. But that boldness, that's what comes from the Holy Ghost. It'll, it'll cause you to, to say things. It'll cause you to do things. Uh, it may just cause you to go to prayer. It may just cause you, you know, to give somebody a, a gospel track. That boldness of that Holy Ghost will, will cause you to do a lot of things. I've had a lot of things happen to me. But I, my cousin, Wade Ford, he was a, him and his wife was at the cinema watching a movie. And they took the Lord's name in vain. He told his wife, he said, come on, we're leaving. They got him walked out. And uh, I tell you what, I commend him for that. But that boldness uh, of the Holy Ghost, they spake the word of God with boldness. And in verse 32, And the multitude that believed, I'm talking about the perfect church now, the perfect church will have prayer, the perfect church will have boldness from the Holy Ghost. There in verse 31, verse 32, And the multitude, now, Multitudes probably more than 11, probably more than 12, but you don't actually give the number here. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, and uh, that speaks about unity here. And uh, it says, Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And uh, that unity, that's another thing that a church, a perfect church needs to have. It needs to have unity. And, and I thought about this scripture over in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, it talks about speaking the same thing. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31. I may be in the wrong place here. Hold on a minute there. I did. I wrote down the wrong scripture. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. Good grief. I've never done so much wrong writing scripture down. Hold on a minute. Ephesians chapter 4 uh, verse 13. Where did I write that down at? When it was, I wrote 31. I thought that was a 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith. Now, when it talks about unity and faith, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you can't have unity in a church without a Bible. Uh, Paul said, nevertheless, what said the Scripture there in the book of Galatians, without, without a Bible, there's going to be confusion. Uh, in the last verse of the book of Judges, said every man done that which is right in his own eyes. That don't make it right. Uh, the Bible is right. And it's the only thing that is right. Uh, the more we line up with the Bible, the more right we'll be. 
But this unity here, he said, till we all come in the unity. I'm in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 of the faith. Now, the source of faith is the Word of God. And that's why I said uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17 says, Now faith come by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's where faith comes from. And uh, we got to have unity in faith. I know we've got a lot of different denominations down here. And we can differ on some things, but there's some things we can't differ on. Our faith can't grow unless we, by the hearing, unless we do the hearing. Yeah, right. Uh, the, word. the bottom line to salvation is you must be born again. Uh, you're not going to go to heaven unless you're born again. Uh, you can be baptized. That's wonderful. I've been baptized. I baptize people, but baptism does not save you. It's not even really essential to salvation because the thief on the cross, uh, Jesus died before the thief died. They didn't break the legs of Jesus. He's already dead, but yet he told this man that today he'd be with me in paradise, and uh, he went to heaven with Jesus. But uh, I tell you, the Lord told him today you'll be me in paradise. And later on, that man died after Jesus. He didn't get to join the church. He didn't get to speak in tongues. He didn't get to be baptized. He didn't even really get to give a, any testimony. But uh, you know, that uh, unity of the faith, you got to be born again. If you're born again, uh, then you had to have faith to believe the Lord to forgive of your sins and believe Him to save your soul. Without faith, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it's impossible to please God. And I might ought to read that. I know this is probably going to end up going further than I want it to go. But it says without faith... Like a grain of mustard seed. Yeah. It, it says without faith, uh, you can't please God. And... Uh, in... Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 for without faith and when I'm talking about the unity of the faith God only honors one faith there's one Lord one, one faith one baptism without faith it's impossible to please him for he that comes to God must believe that he is that's talking about believe that he is God that rich young ruler run to Jesus and he wanted eternal life master what good thing must I do to have eternal life? The Bible said the Lord looked at him, the Lord loved him, and the Lord said, Why call me good? There's none good but God. All that man had to do was say, You're God. That would have took care of it. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and even though it don't say it, that he is God, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, if you went to God for salvation and you didn't get saved, don't give up. It says here, He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I got saved first time. All I did, I, I like better words, I was at the end of my rope. I was desperate. I was determined. But I, I didn't know anything about salvation until I got saved. And I can explain salvation so simple. As soon as you get saved, no more condemnation. I mean, it wasn't like I'd done anything about my condemnation. This peace of God took its place. And not only no condemnation, no guilt, uh, you know, I had joy instead of remorse. Uh, that joy was so wonderful, I had to go look in the mirror. But salvation will show up uh, in, in this way. You'll have the peace of God. That's one of the benefits of being saved. 
and you'll have the joy of being saved. That Ethiopian eunuch uh, there in Acts chapter number uh, 8, uh, Philip said, understanding what thou readest, he said, how can it some, some man guide me? He began the same scripture. He was reading Isaiah 53, and he preached to him Jesus, and he, the open eunuch said, behold, here's water. What does hinder me from being baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Philip and him went down the water. He baptized him. Holy Spirit caught Philip away, and the Ethiopian eunuch went on his way rejoicing. It'll make you go on your way rejoicing. I've been rejoicing ever since April 27th, 1988. I ain't always been on the mount. I've had several valleys. But one of the, one of the I guess, the fruits of salvation is you'll have peace and you'll have joy. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Peace that passes understanding. But if you don't get that, keep seeking the Lord. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And again, we're talking about the, the perfect church. They had unity. Uh, see where I'm at again. i got so much stuff up here. I would have been better off just left it alone. But uh, it says, The multitude that believed, verse 32, were of one heart. And that means they had some unity. And of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. You know, before I got saved, it was mine, mine, mine. And after I got saved, I'll be honest with you, you can have everything I had as long as I had Jesus. That was my, that was my main prize was Jesus. But before I got saved, I was very selfish. Uh, I thought more about me than I did anybody else. Somebody said you spell joy like this, Jesus first others second and yourself last I don't know necessarily that's the way you spell joy or not but I will tell you that is true in my life Jesus is number one on my list others are number two and I'm at the last of the list but that's what they had here uh, they had singleness of heart one heart and one soul that's the unity of this perfect church and, and they weren't selfish uh, they, they wasn't fighting over anything. Man, they wanted to give what they had, you know, uh, for the needs of others. Verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection. You know, I, I like to see people give testimony and they fighting back the tears. Uh, and sometimes they get choked up, can't even get it out. I've, I've had a few of them in my own life. And... Uh, you know, I have to admit, I wish I'd have another one. I've seen Brenda up here just crying so much she can't even say what she wants to say. And I'll tell you what, I'm a little bit jealous over that. I can remember an old brother Eddie first got saved, just tenderhearted. I wasn't tenderhearted before I got saved, but I was tenderhearted because I just got saved and I didn't really have a lot of boldness. Just get up, you know, somehow I couldn't have just raised a hand one and wipe tears with the other hand. Just tender, uh, you know, newborn babe in Christ. But here, uh, with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Boy, they couldn't deny not only what had happened as far as themselves, but they couldn't deny that resurrection of Jesus. Jesus not only got up from the grave, but he appeared unto them and showed himself alive unto them. And the Bible says there in the last chapter of St. John, then were the disciples glad. I mean, they saw him die. They saw him being taken to the grave and buried. 
then he saw him resurrected and you know what not only did he give great witness and uh, people said there wasn't no witnesses of the resurrection well let me read just a little bit of scripture here this is a I think it's John Mark which wrote the gospel of John or the gospel of Mark it says and that which was from the beginning we have heard which we I'm in uh, St. John I'm in 1st John chapter 1 verse 1 that which was from the beginning we have heard which we have seen with our own eyes with our eyes which we have looked upon and our, our hands have handled the word of life for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, unto us that which we have seen and heard we declare unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. See they're giving witness of the resurrection. John here says we handled him with our own hands there in verse 1. And he said, we've seen him. We bear witness of him. And it was manifested unto us there in verse 2. And he says, we've seen, we declare that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. These things right we unto you to joy may be full. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. Mm -hmm. The Lord doesn't ration him out. Just sometimes you got to let go of some stuff to, to have more of Him. Well, they let it all go right here in verse number 32. Neither said any of them that all of the things which He possessed was His own. Man, you talking about surrender. They were surrendered. Uh, they didn't uh, claim to have anything but Him. He was all they wanted. He was all they needed. Verse 33, And with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. Boy, you can get a long ways. You can go a long ways with grace. God can give you grace to bear things. God can give you grace, uh, you know, to be able to, to uh, uh, enjoy what you got. I mean, by the grace of God, Paul said, I am what I am and I'm just like him. I'm all I need to be thanks to the grace. But it says, in great grace, was upon them all. This first church, they got off on a good start right here. Not only just healed an impotent man, but they got the boldness and they got the unity and they're letting go of the worldly possessions and they're really cleaving to the heavenly possessions. And it says, verse 34, neither was there any among them that lacked. You know, when you do like these did, all of those that had possessions, says there in verse 32, neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own. You know, just take, for instance, the three or four millionaires in his bunch. I mean, I'm just, just throwing this out there. But just take, for instance, uh, there's three or four millionaires in his bunch. They've got more than they need. They've got so much they can't even use it. they just got excess. And here's a bunch. There's poverty stricken. Well, here with the millionaires and with the poverty stricken, verse 32, neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own. 
So you've not got one over here hoarding, uh, you know, uh, gold or, or, or money, uh, got hordes of things that you don't, you know, one thing me and Donnie was talking about today about all the storage buildings. We've all got more than what we need. We've got buildings to store it in. Uh, we've got it stored everywhere. We can't find nowhere to put nothing. Well, they, 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 they gave it up. Neither said any of them that all of the thing which he possessed was his own. But they, but they had all things common. And they had great power. They had great grace. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Uh, what they did, they kind of spread it out. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Me and Donnie was riding today down the Cookville. We saw them building new houses. Great big, huge houses. I mean, three-story. And uh, you can tell very expensive houses. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking about the poverty of the day and I were living in. Some people, uh, you know, they just move from month to month. They, uh, they just barely living. Uh, they're losing their belongings as they move. And they, they don't have the means uh to have uh, the things they need of life. Well, this perfect church here, they acted on that need. Uh, I'm sure there were a lot in here that were po poverty-stricken, and some of them had great possessions. And it says here, uh, they sold them in verse 35 and laid them down at the apostles' feet. Boy, when you let go of your gold, when you can let go of the things that you have, they laid them down at the apostles' feet. Notice this. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. The perfect church, I was telling Donnie, we went by uh, Carthage, Tennessee this morning. And I was telling him about Ron Ralph. He's pastor of Carthage Church down there. They give something like over a million dollars to missions every year. And uh, they've evidently got the means to do that. God has blessed them in that effort. Uh, the perfect church, they will dis distribute. Uh, they'll have food boxes. They'll take out stuff for Christmas and Thanksgiving and take it to people that are in need and try to help them, try to bring some comfort, bring some joy. They'll take toys to underprivileged children and they'll try to bring some comfort to them. Well, here, they laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And uh, the perfect church, they do that. They dis distribute uh, food. They distribute clothing. They distribute necessary things uh, that people need. They, they try to show the love of God uh, to people that don't know God. Uh, you know, through works of love, a lot of people have come to know the Lord. they like, why are you giving this to me? And they say, because we love you. And God put the love of God in our heart. And we're trying to show that love to you. I mean, Donnie, I, I have to admit, while we was eating there at a Dairy Queen, I couldn't get my mind off of this lady mm -hmm. that sat down across us. And... Uh, I went over there to talk to her after we got done and I, I was trying to be careful. I wasn't trying to be nosy. And uh, 
I, I just said, uh, seen she had some books out, and what she's studying there, she said, that's not study material. She said, I'm making plans. And I said, do your plans include Jesus? She looked at me like a calf looking at Newgate. She said, I don't really know Jesus. And I said, well, I said, you see that sign out there? I said, he's one put that up there so you can know that he put that sign up there. And that's one thing people can't deny. That sign is a scientific impossibility. To have a fire, you got to have fuel and you got to have oxygen. There's no oxygen out of space. That's why side, uh, astronauts have to have space suits uh, so they can have oxygen. So there's no oxygen up there, and yet there's fire, sun's up there burning. Uh, it's more probably more nuclear than it is a fire. But no fuel? Who's been, who's been putting the fuel in that thing? Still burning? And, and it will still burn until the Lord tells it to quit. But when he said, let there be light there, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, Buddy, I thank God for that light. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, here they dis distributed uh, to needs there. As men had need, it says, according as he had need. They tried to, to you know, spread it out instead of one person having it all. Now, I've never understood this. I forgot how many billionaires are in America. But what's the need of being a billionaire? Uh... You know, if, if, and I'm not. But if I was a billionaire, I'd try to find some way to brighten somebody's day. I'd find some poor family. Don't let me forget to give you that DVD, Donnie, when we leave. Uh, that, that, that movie called Do You Believe? Uh, it's about poverty-stricken people. and People got problems, gang members and stuff. But uh, the love of God uh, is shed abroad in that, in that DVD, Do You Believe? And uh, I've seen it several times. And I, I like movies like that, you know, kind of squeeze on your heart a little bit. Mm -hmm. Help you remember mm -hmm. who you are in Christ and why you're here and what you're supposed to be doing. Well, this perfect church, they made distribution. Uh, they distributed the goods. They, they put them out there as people had need. Verse 36, And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, and it gives you the meaning of the name Barnabas, which being, is being interpreted the son of consolation. Now, consolation is like a comfort, solace, someone that encourages someone. Barnabas here was a man that truly cared. And uh, his name literally means a son of consolation. And, uh, boys, that's a good name. In other words, you console people. You encourage people. You exhort people. Uh, you give them some comfort, some hope. And that's what this man here did. And it said he was a Levite. That's a, that's a priestly tribe of the tribes of, of uh, Israel, the Hebrew tribes. A Levite was a priest. Uh, that's the tribe of the priest. And uh, of the country of Cyprus. And look here, having land. Actually, a Levite was not allowed to have any land. I don't know how in the world he ended up with land. Mm -hmm. But a having land sold it. Because so see, the Lord was their possession. They weren't allowed to buy any land or have any land. But he had land somehow. And he sold it and brought the money. Now boy, you know he's, he's saved. You know he had everything right between him and God. He gave up the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And said, you know, do with this what, whatever needs to be done here. And you know, you get saved. 
uh, Don and me both, we've gave money away before. And uh, sometimes you don't always get the re desired result. Uh, you want them to understand that God in you is the reason you're giving them that money. That, uh, you know, beforehand you could care less about him. He wouldn't be on his own fire. But now that you got the love of God shed abroad in your heart, Amen. you look at people and you see their hurt mm -hmm. and, and you see uh, ways you can help them, mm -hmm. slip them a 20 or help them, you know, give them something to eat. But, uh, you know, the Lord, uh, He's why we do that. And here, here Barnabas was and he had some land and he sold it and he brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now again, we're talking about the perfect church, and I'm going to stop right here, but in the next chapter, we find out some more has some land, and uh, they kept back part of the money. And the reason they kept back part of the money was because they hadn't truly matured. Uh, these apostles, they gave it all up. They sold it all. They gave it all and said distribution was made. Well, Ananias and Sapphira, which we'll learn about them mm -hmm. next Wednesday, uh, they weren't there yet. They just wanted to give a little bit. I've always heard about that Baptist dollar. And listen, whatever you give, the Bible said the Lord loves a cheerful giver. He even noticed a widow woman putting two mites in. Uh, it's not what you give, but why you give. And if you give for the right reason, God doesn't he doesn't make demands. But the Bible says he loves a cheerful giver. And no matter what you put in the offering, if you're giving it because you want God to have it, so distribution can be made, so lights can be, light bill can be paid, or, or things like that. Well, that's what they had achieved right here in these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven verses. Uh, they had prayed. Uh, they were speaking the word of God with boldness. And they, they, they were unified. They were one heart, one soul. They weren't fighting over anything. Neither said any of them that all of the things he possessed was his own. They was letting it go. Let, I heard let go, let God. Well, that's what they was doing. And, and with great power uh, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord. And great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Now, when I say lack, uh, you know, if you went out to eat with someone that was very wealthy, and even though he's very wealthy, he wanted you to pay for the meal, uh, you'd kind of see some of these weren't able to do anything about their circumstances or their situation, and therefore they just kind of sold everything, put it all there in the pile where everybody had the same access. But uh, this perfect church got off to a real good start and it'll be a little bit of rocky road here in a minute but uh, uh, you know I, I'm teaching on the perfect church uh, all churches could be like this church here was uh, we could all do the same thing we could all pray uh, we could all be assembled together we could all speak the word of God with boldness and we'll talk about that more uh, in the coming days but that's what we're teaching on the perfect church Father, we thank you for the thought you put in our heart for the night. Lord, very beneficial. Just remember, yes, Lord, the early church. And Lord, to look at the church of our day. Uh, Lord, it's kind of like politicians. It's all about money. Uh, less about people. And less about you. And Lord, we're sad because of that. 
I, I would to God there's no such thing as money. I know your word says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And a lot of people, they love money so much, they make a lot of bad decisions. And, and Lord, they take people's lives and they rob people and they break in and do things that they shouldn't do all because of money. And Lord, you're, you're the one that, that Lord, uh, you, you, uh, uh, Lord, you give everything we have need of in this life. You supply our needs out of your riches and glory as we have need. And Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, I come to this world with nothing and one day I'm going to leave with everything. But not of this world. I'm going to leave with everything, Lord, that you wanted me to have here. And I'm going to leave with everything that you wanted me to have when I get there. We know there's going to be rewards given, going to be gifts given, and it's probably going to surprise us when we get to heaven. Some little old widow that didn't have anything to give, and yet, Lord, she prayed, and, and Lord, she took food to the hungry, and, and she clothed the naked, and she'll get up there, and Lord, you'll put that beautiful crown on her head, and Lord, you'll put uh, jewels upon her, and you'll say, well done, and abound to the joy of the Lord, and there'll be some silver tongue, uh, Lord, I guess you could call him uh, one of them TV preachers, that, that Lord had great success here, uh, worth millions and millions of dollars, and Lord, you'll, you'll probably, uh, uh, I know he's going to go to heaven by the grace of God, but you'll probably rebuke him, Lord, because he had his priorities wrong and, and uh, he gained great wealth here and all his works to be wood, hay and stubble but that widow woman oh she'll be decked Lord with, with gold and godly uh, ornaments of praise and Lord we're just so thankful you're such a great God Lord that you, you love us Lord and Lord you don't put anything on us more than what we can bear and Lord I just thank you Lord for loving me thank you Lord but Beloved Brother Donnie, yeah. thank you, Bill Beard, and I to give you praise and glory. Yes, Ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What would it profit a man if he gained the whole